up? The Real Coach AB here for Talk That Talk Tuesday right here on the Coach AB Show. Coming at you live as always. Steve Kim joins me later. Matt McChesney may hop in. Uh, we're going to break down quite a bit. Um, lots to discuss here. Jalen Hurts breaks the bank. What does this mean for Lamar? And Joe Burrow must be sitting there with a hard dick waiting to pay, get paid. Oh, my goodness. What has it gone down in the last 24 hours? Golden State down 0-2. There's a hoop scandal overseas. I got to break down. Planned Parenthood scandal and the director commits suicide. The Chicago mayor is a complete fuckstick and don't believe that looting's a bad thing. We're going to break that down. And Draymond Green ejected for stomping on Sabona's chest. Is it a stomp or is it not? The weirdo fuck Fetterman shows up in shorts, but the weirder fuck is using it for clickbait, clout chase, and all these fucking weirdos. Can't wait to break that down. The weirdo mom kisses kids, sued for $15 million. The YouTubers and influencing uh, influencers mother, weirdo ass. Uh, Senate bill to take kids from parents. We're going to break that down. JB's top 10 rules for financial success. You want to hear the hustler's way? I'm going to break that down as well. And uh, we're going to get into Lamar Jackson's salary comparison, what he was offered versus what Jalen got paid. We're going to break that down. And uh, you may be kind of uh, shocked at how that all works out. Um, all that and more brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code Believe. B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. And uh, it is full swing. NBA playoffs, Golden State down 0-2. Kings up 2-0. First time since 2007 they've been competitive in a playoff series. Uh, the 76ers go up 2-0. and B dominates. You can break all this down. Bet all this on betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And don't forget, this show is brought to you by CanadipsCBD.com. Head on over to CanadipsCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Get you the cleanest dip there is, 20% off plus free shipping. Head on over to CanadipsCBD.com. Use my promo code COACHJB. Tell them I sent you. And uh, shit, I might get a, 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 a an award or something. Um, let's see if I could go live here on. On the on the slap dick TikTok dick riders. Um, appreciate everybody in here. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, LA Legends podcast said he needs to get me in the studio. Shit, where's your studio? I don't leave my friendly confines around this motherfucker. I don't leave the house, man. Shit, that's why I built a cigar lounge, a theater. You can come over here though. Shit, you can come over here. I charge you probably a couple grand. Come on over. <laughs> Uh, man, it is funny. This business is wild right now. Um, the weather was overcast and real, real crappy yesterday. I gotta be honest. Um, this is my five, 10 minute segment where I can't cuss right now. Cause I'm on you. I'm on a uh, TikTok. TikTok will just, you know, they'll ban me. I I'm back on TikTok, everybody. Uh, I've been banned for a week because I called one of you guys, uh, probably a made up human or something. So uh, they banned me for like a week every time. And you know, on, on TikTok, it's crazy. See, I'm not talking like 
aggressive. I'm just talking like me, right? TikTok said I talk too aggressive. <laughs> that simply tells me that if I sound aggressive to the TikTokers of the world and they just shut me off, <clears throat> doesn't that tell you who's on there? <laughs> TikTok, I love you guys, man. What's going on? It's crazy. They might take me off and ban me again for a week from going live. So uh, please, if I cuss one of you out, uh, it's because you deserved it. Don't take it personal. Uh, people don't understand. Dog. You, you get cussed out because you deserve it. <laughs> now, if somebody just cusses you out for no reason, then he's an ass, right? We're, you know, we're going to get into all that. Let's get to the quote of the day, as always, uh, brought to you by Canada Dips. The only time you should ever look back is simply to see how far you have come. Quote of the day, brought to you by Canada CBD. The only time you should ever look back is to see how far you uh, have come. Here's the thing about it, people don't realize. I always tell you, I don't look back. I'm not going that way. I'm not going backwards. I don't have a rearview mirror. I took it out. You could ask my team. I took the rearview mirror out the bus. When we when we were down 0 and 1, we were 0 and 1. I took it out. I said, "Man, we're not we're not going that way. We're not looking back. Hit the reset button. Start over. Let's go. Get it cracking. Strap up. I'll sit my yak and smoke my stick around this motherfucker." Um, contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. When things stop becoming easy, you are on the right path. Contrary to belief. People think that uh, it does. It gets easier. No, it doesn't. Contrary to belief, it only will break you if you let it. It will only break you if you let it. I'm just letting you know, contrary to belief. Be strong and move on. It's time to be happy again, contrary to belief. Man, screw mental weakness, mental health, all these excuses. Be strong, move on. It's time to be happy again, contrary to belief. Just a little brain food for you this morning. In order to become the 1%, you must do what the other 99% won't do. Contrary to belief. Um, poll question. I got a great one for you. I got I to gotta, I gotta ask you uh, if this is legit. Um, I'm going to share a video. All right. I'm going to share a video. And what it is is supposedly it is now the new world record, all right? It is the new world record in push-ups. The poll question is this. Is it a real push-up? Is this man deserving of the world record in push-ups? That's the poll question. Drop the comments right here. Watch the video. Check it out. He did 3,000-something push-ups in 60 minutes, Josh. 3,000 push-ups in 60 minutes. Is that a push-up? Is that deserving of the world record? Drop your comments. TikTok, let me know what you think. Uh, I don't think that's a real push-up. I don't know. I don't know if that's considered a push-up or not. Um... He ain't getting down. Look at his elbows ain't even bending. Uh, I don't know, man. That ain't really a push-up to me. 
Um, here's the thing I got to say, though. Here's my take on this, all right? Here's my take on this. Here's my take, though. He did 3,026 push-ups or whatever you want to call those in 60 minutes. Here's my take on that. He still went down a quarter 3,000 times. Do you give him any credit at all? Um, How many real push-ups did he do? I don't think he did any. (laughs) But he did move his arm a lot for 3,000 minutes. Uh, I mean, 3,000 push-ups. I don't know. You got to give the cat some credit, but I don't believe that's a real push-up. So let's just do real push-ups, and let's get down to our chest, and let's see that. I don't know. I don't know. Can't I can't call that a real push-up, though, and that's the poll question. Poll question consensus says no, wasn't a push-up. Um, hey, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um we got to get into this stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff to get through uh, before we get into some sports talk. And uh, you're going to get my take on the Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Make sure you guys follow uh, my Patreon. Become a member. Uh, every day now I'm doing a coach's clinic on there. Every single day on Patreon. you got to be a member for that. Uh, Sean Salisbury and I are, are, are live on YouTube until the draft. And then all our content for Last Chance Q, Football Breakdown Extraordinaires, are on, on Patreon only. But this week and next, we'll be on YouTube for the draft. We will be doing a live draft party um, while this draft's in Kansas City as we do our mock draft. Sean Salisbury and I are going to compare our mock draft to uh, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. So make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. We go live every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, um, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. So... Check it out today. We'll be live on YouTube. Sean Salisbury and I for Last Chance Q. Uh, we're the we're uh, I think uh, we get along pretty damn good, and we're pretty funny together. And we know how to break down quarterback play and football. So you'll get the best of both worlds. If you want just the coaching aspect of everything, I break down all things coaching. Yesterday I did identifying and classifications of fronts and how we run the football to certain fronts. Uh, today will be a whole nother discussion. We're going to talk a little bit of offense and every day I'll flip it and, and it'll be on Patreon. So make sure you join and become a member of our Patreon today. Uh, I'll have a good uh, 20, 30 minute segment on coaching every single day. X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's, recruiting, you name it. We do it uh, on our Patreon. Jalen Hurts breaks the bank. Um And Lamar Jackson, what does it mean for Lamar? What does it mean for Lamar? Um, Here's a more important question. What does it mean for Joe Burrow? (laughs) Because I'm just telling you, he's going to be the highest paid by far. And I know he's back there smiling away ear to ear. Joe Burrow right now, I showed this the other day, uh, yesterday when I did my my daily rant, which I do. That's Joe Burrow right now. Joe Burrow licking his lips like LL Cool J with gloss on. He like, <laughs> like some ribs are on the grill. He is going to be the highest paid. Just telling you. Um, so this Jalen Hurts thing, man, Lamar has got to be pissed. But. Is Lamar pissed for the right reason? We're going to break that down here today. 
Steve Kim will join me. Mac McChesney will join me. We're going to get into that. Um, the Senate, the Senate in Washington signed a bill. They signed a bill, uh, basically, um, allows shelters to keep runaway juveniles from their parents to get an abortion and or gender surgeries. The Washington House has passed a bill allowing shelters to keep runaway juveniles from their parents to get an abortion and or gender surgeries that include removing a girl's breasts or uterus. Now, here's my take on this, man. This is just starting to become real, real sick. It's starting to become real, real sadistic. It's starting to become real, real like uh, third world country vibe, isn't it? Like, I'm just confused here. That's all I'm trying to tell you. See, that's the thing about it. Oh, Colts, you know. that? No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. See, I told you guys on this show for a long time now. I've been telling you guys for a while. Um... When we took away the right to discipline our children and for the parent to be thrown in jail or lose their child because they beat that ass for being an insubordinate little shit, that is when we lost. The, the kids, the youth, our, our, our way, that is when it started to go downhill. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm not going to go back to the old man yelling on the, uh, on, the, on the porch at the clouds like my great friend here, Brian Martinez, loves to say I do. But I will say, I'm not going to go back as far as taking the paddle out of school, okay? I'm not that damn old school. Uh, I'm not going to say we should be paddling the kid. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, even though the paddle had just came out when I was in elementary school. Um, but I'm not going to go that far. But... I will say, I will say, man, we have lost our way. We have lost our way when we started to see. There was no concern. My dad didn't have a concern about tap beating my ass for doing something wrong. But guess what? I respected it, and he wasn't socking me in the face and putting my face on in hot fish grease. Like people are over dramatic on what was really happening. No, he might have went across my ass with a belt. He might have. I don't know. He might have he might have socked me in my chest. I don't know. But you know what? Damn it. I still feel it. By the way, um, I'm going to do this day in sports with Steve Kim later on, April 18th. Here's a little fact. Uh, it's not a fun fact, but it is a fact. It is a fact for all you TikTokers out there. Why there's a couple hundred people or whatever in here. Why, why all you people out here who can't grasp this concept? April 18th, you see it on this tattoo right here. April 18th, 2005. Fun fact. It's not a fun fact, but it's a historical fact. My dad, William Brown, took his last breath on this earth. April 18th, 2005, 18 years ago today. Around roughly around the same time, roughly around this time in the morning. I went to see him about six in the morning. He basically lived about three more hours, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, and he took his last breath. I shut his eyelids down. 
And you know what the fuck I did? I was at practice. I was at East LA Community College where they filmed Last Chance U basketball. I was at practice coaching as the offensive coordinator. April 18th, 2005, about three hours after my father took his last breath. But yet, nowadays, you can't even show up to a basketball game and play with a hangnail. Wiggins can't show up for two months because he's mentally not able to because his dad is sick. The world has changed. That's all I'm going to tell you. And there ain't no excuses. You're either soft or you're not. I don't want to hear about, coach, it's the, it's, the, it's the generation. I don't ever blame kids. I blame parents. I don't think kids have changed. I think parents change. Um, I think parents have allowed it. I mean, look at Chicago, look at L.A., look at Philly, look at Alabama, Louisville. These are all kids between 18 and 23. Where's their parents, dog? Where is their parents? That's all I'm asking. But we want to blame the kids. I don't blame the kids. I blame the parents. Somebody allowed it. Somebody allowed it. So when you see all this looting going on with the same demographic, same age group, where the parents? That's all I'm saying. Where are the coaches, the mentors? Where are the leaders? Dog, we're struggling in this country. I'm going to be real straight, real with you. We are struggling like no other um, right now. And people want to talk about, oh, no, it is. It is. It's a straight up truth, but you can't handle the truth sometimes. Main issue is, though, here's the main thing, though. The truth of the matter is, for everybody on TikTok, if you want to hear some real talk or you want to talk about, uh, you know, I know you just want to get to, like, you just like hot takes. TikTokers, they want hot takes. They want what's, they want the fake prank video of the dude going in youth in, in Walmart. Hey, boy, give me that, boy. Hey, you, you guys think that's the cool shit. No, you really need to be watching this show and getting some real talk. That's what you need to do because I can't wait to see the, 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 the prankster on YouTube run up on me at Walmart because the video is going to be me beating the shit out of him. <laughs> That's going to be the real video that you're going to watch. That's the thing. And you're starting to see these cats get dealt with more and more and more. Cats getting tired of the pranksters and the wanksters and all these John Morants out here. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, be honest with you, Billy. I'm going to be honest with you, dog. Hockey's getting soft, too. Let's just keep it real. Hockey is not what it was either. I mean, it's all downhill right now. Sports in general are not the same. I'm just telling you. It's not the same. Um, I'm just telling you. We, we can talk about hockey still being a man sport. It ain't. It, it, I mean, it is, but it's still, it's soft, too. It's getting soft, dog. And we're getting soft all across America. And you wonder why. We got fucking winners. And this is what they're trying to teach the youths them? Come. B is for buy. C is for coming out. D is for drag. Fam, fire that ball. Oh, 
Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. That is what you find in stores now. These are the books. My fucking winners, and this is what they're trying. Gay BCs. Gay BCs, not ABCs. Gay BCs. That is what we're finding in stores. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, very interesting to say the least. Hey, Thomas, I'm a transgender woman, a former college swimmer, and the first trans athlete to be named Division One NCAA champion. I started swimming when I was five years old. It has taught me so much. It has given me so many opportunities to learn, grow, develop, and connect with my peers. Opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. That's why it breaks my heart to see trans kids across the country lose out on these opportunities. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through eight. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This rule is a good start. However, it is not enough. During this time of intense anti-trans backlash, the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally. Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids, because all trans kids deserve the opportunity to compete and play in the sports they love without compromising who they are. Join me in commenting on this proposed rule and demanding equal protection for all transgender athletes. All trans kids deserve the opportunity to be themselves and participate. Do you see how many times it got cut? Do you see how many times they cut that because that dude, that dude had to read off a script because he can't even tell you the truth himself. It's all made up. You know these people are being paid out the wazoo to set this narrative out there. Let's just be honest. Start looking through the BS. Let's start looking through the BS. That dude has a size 15 shoe and looks like Flipper. The dolphin. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker's feet are this big and we want him to race our females. That I mean, we've already discussed this. I've already showed you his flipper. Um, I mean, he's got two flippers, by the way. Um, but, like, come on, man. Like, when is enough enough, dog? I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, well, I got a size 15 shoe and hands this big, and we're talking about it's even. And he's lost to women, by the way. You know he's lost to women, right? You do know that that dude is lost to women, right? He's lost to women in swimming. <laughs> I just want to be clear. I know you think, I know, I don't know if you know that, but he has lost to women. So I don't know, man. It, it, it is really, really disheartening to say the least. Uh, it really is. But look at dog. Again, we're just talking about parents, right? We're just talking about parents. Let me show you a video. And I want you to see how many absentee parents are sitting around watching or knowing that their kids are doing shit like this.
it's not funny at all. But damn, I've never seen more a, a bigger group of soft, cowardly, fake wanksters in my entire life. I have never, ever, ever seen so many fake ass people in my entire life. Like, have you seen that many fake people ever? Like, how hard they were trying to be hard in that video. And you wonder why these rappers are dying every day. <laughs> because guess what? When you get off the video on TikTok, dog, you got to go down to Crenshaw. You got to go down to Compton. You got to go down to Cabrini Greens. Guess what happened? You get smoked because it ain't TikTok there. But you can't think all these videos are are all cool and all gravy. All right, go ahead and get off TikTok. Why are you dying at all-time rate? Why are you dying at Roscoe's sitting right here in, in L.A.? Why are you getting smoked, rappers? Because you guys are thinking it's cool to be on Instagram. Cats that ain't on Instagram are smoking cats that are on Instagram. Just throwing that out there. I don't want to give you too much free game, but just so you know, <laughs> that's what it is. A lot of people are giving this dude Fetterman, who's a senator. I have no idea anything about this dude. I don't know nothing about him. I got to be honest. I don't know anything about him. Um, uh, Frank One Green. Um, sounds like you're fake like them. Yeah, of course I am. Who the hell is this guy? Uh, Landon Johnson. Uh, I'm your daddy. <laughs> Ask your girl who I am. You're in my show asking who I am. <laughs> Typical TikTok, bits made. <laughs> Let me put this guy over here. Um, here's this Fetterman here. Welcome back, Senator. What you got on? How are you feeling, Senator? Senator, are you confident? How he feeling? How he feeling? He must be hot and cold. He got on a hoodie and some b-ball shorts. <laughs> Featherman, this is supposed to be your first day back at work. So I guess that's a senator. I don't know, Pennsylvania or something. I'm not sure. Um, I'm confused um, what's happening here. Now, here's the thing I'll, t I'll say, all right, because you, 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 you guys get this whole thing twisted. You guys will start attacking. Um, you guys are... Uh, you guys are like, it's funny because you guys will start attacking like the right, the left, the red, the blue. Um, you got it. I don't care. You know me. I'm just going to call it like it is. So the dude making the video for TikTok is a clout chaser, obviously. He's trying to get likes and videos, so he's doing the video. He, he, he don't probably, he does these videos. I don't know what he does for a living, probably nothing, right? The Fetterman cat, first of all, is walking with a horrendous, like he's either had a stroke, his back's out of place, or he just got done hooping because he's in hoop shorts and he got <laughs> he got bodied up by Draymond Green or something. I don't know. But I'm just going to be honest. Um, these are the folks, regardless of the influencer and regardless of all the BS, we know, we know he's clout chasing. Can we be honest, though? That's who we're... Hiring, in essence, across the country. 
And I don't care. You know me. I'm not white. I'm not red, blue, right, left. I don't care what you are. Who we're making president of this country, who we have as leaders in this country, if you don't think that's a direct slap in the face, then you got problems, dog. I don't care what you are. Democrat, Republican, right, left, conservative, liberal. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to be real with you. All I know is that's the cat. (laughs) That's the cat that you guys make senators, mayors. Look at the mayor in Chicago. Have you seen this guy? This guy said, in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the loop at Lakefront this weekend in Chicago. It's unacceptable. It has no place in our city. However, however, it is not constructive to demonize the youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own community. So here's my issue with that. You're lying. You're a liar. You're lying to the inner city youth. And you're enabling the inner city youth to continue to get gimme, gimme, gimme attitude, enabled attitude, and you expect us, everybody, to hand out, hand out, hand out, instead of expect greatness. Expect you to earn your worth. Earn your keep. This is a mayor of a major city. What? You shut four Walmart. Four Walmarts have been shut down in Chicago because they're looting them every day. And you think they're being deprived of opportunity. No. Motherfucker, they're stealing all the food. So you want Walmart to stay open so they can just get looted? Like, I'm confused. Where are you at? You know why? Because the cops don't like you either because you're against them. And you wanted to fund the police. Good job. Chicago looks like a war zone right now. It looks like absolute uh, third world country all around America right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest, dog. That's how we look right now. We look like a third world country. I'm going to be honest. Um, It's crazy. Um, TikTok, dog. These guys wash my balls. <laughs> All the guys in TikTok, the supporters, much love to you. All the dick riders, keep hating. You're my biggest fans. I love you. But take my balls out of your jaws. <laughs> God damn. The dick riders who are jealous, I mean, it's unbelievable, dog. It really is. Like these young soft cats on TikTok, they are so jealous because they all are scared to be coached or be told how to do shit by a guy like me. They all are so scared because their daddy's a bitch and their mama don't care and don't give a shit and let the kid do whatever they want. They go on TikTok. And then they talk to a grown folk that would slap the taste out their mouth, and they all know it. And then they start talking shit because they're on a phone. You know damn well they see me in person. They're on their knees. 
called you my hero. Can you sign my book? <laughs> That's TikTok. Because <laughs> ah, I like giving them attention, bitch. <laughs> God damn. It, 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 doesn't it blow you away when they talk shit and then when you respond, then they say, why you give us attention then? Wait, which one is it, homie? I'm confused. Which one is it? You want the attention or you want to talk shit and not be answered? Or do you want to talk shit and then not have me respond? Like, which one is it, dog? See, again, you're a bitch made clout chase. That's what you are because you have no life. You live on the bottom of your parents' basements. You weigh 600 pounds. You are 21 years old. You take Amazon packages from people's front porch because you can't get a job. Because you're lazy and enabled, soft as runny baby shit, and your parents never whooped your ass, and that is why the country is what they are. It's all TikTok's fault. (laughs) Oh, shit. TikTok absolutely is unbelievably funny to me. Oh, the cats on TikTok. There's some great cats on TikTok, though. I got some real ones on TikTok, Um, but we got a lot of BMKs. If you don't know what BMK is, come on over to YouTube, find out what it means. Uh, but it means bitch made cat. Um, so anyway, we got a lot to discuss still on this thing. Draymond Green ejected. Um, I don't know what your thought is on this thing. I don't know what your thought is on this thing. Let's take a look at it and tell me what you think. Um, let's tell me what you think on this. Um he, here's my take on this. I got to be honest. D Jones, he needs to be suspended. Why, D Jones? I'm surprised, D Jones. I'm surprised you, I like D Jones. D Jones comes out the woodwork on some shit sometimes. You think he would defend Draymond and then this thing happens. There is my issue right there. There's my issue right there. Here's the issue I want to get into, all right? I want to get into the talk of this. I want to get into this real talk banter real quick. I want to talk about this. First of all, Sabonis totally flopped. Sabonis totally flopped. So let's start there. He totally flopped and he never needed to go down. He never needed to go down. By him going down... Cause Draymond to fall down. Now, I got to be honest with you. I am, I'm never really with Draymond. I think he has a lot of BMK in him as well, right? But I do kind of side with Draymond on this. Like, where is he supposed to go? Is he supposed to just fall on his chest? Again, it's like tackling in the NFL. We have now these rules. We have these rules. And Shaq said it as well. I saw that. Shaq said he would have done the same thing that Draymond did. I would have did the same thing Draymond did. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. See, so you got these two narratives. You got these two sides. That's the thing about it. You got these two sides. Uh, By the way, I love all the Kings fans on TikTok. Makes perfect sense. None of these cats even know what the Kings are. 
They, I, where have all you TikTok Kings fans been for the last 20 years? Oh, you weren't born yet? All right. But let me tell you something. Where have you been for the last five years? <laughs> it's unbelievable, dog. The bitch made dick riders that are out there. Holy shit. We got Kings fans now all over the place. I mean, you cats are so soft, dog. It's unbelievable. TikTok, you fan base. You guys are soft as baby shit, dog. Now we're Kings fans on TikTok. The Kings just like that. (laughs) Oh, my God, dog. I mean, it's unbelievable. TikTok, you cats are soft as baby shit, dog. You need to go find your daddies. <laughs> that shit is crazy as hell. You need to come to my camp so I can get your, so I can really show you uh, how to become a man. Because right now, you're a bunch of little ass boys. And uh, you follow the leader like a motherfucker, boy. God damn. TikTok, you guys are in trouble. No wonder. Who, who banned TikTok? Montana or some crazy... Redneck backwoods state, Montana. <laughs> they were the air balloon weather balloon went over first. Is that who banned TikTok first? <laughs> God damn! Now we got TikTok Kings fans. Holy shit! God damn! I know the LA Kings. LA Kings. I'm an LA Kings fan. Sacramento Kings now. Wow, crazy! It's crazy how the narrative switches on motherfucker. Somebody said, what's so bad about rooting for an underdog team that you never rooted for them before? That's what's bad. How about you pick a team and stick with it? God damn. You change like your draws. Well, too bad they don't change their draws anymore either. Um, Oh, my God, man. This shit crazy as hell. People are crazy nowadays. We got some crazy shit going on, man. They really do. Um, We really do. We got crazy shit. Last Chance Q. Make sure you follow us uh, on Patreon. Um, man, I, there's been a lot of stuff. I don't know if you saw that I tweeted out and retweeted out and, and did different stuff. But like, talk. Let's be honest. I got to. I got to. I got to show some things here today. I got to show some things here today. Um, oh man, this thing right here. Listen. I, I'm not condoning that we that we beat up um, certain people and stuff like that. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not condoning that. Come on, let's just be honest. I'm not. But I gotta be real. You know, I'm gonna be real. And if this is not possibly one of the funniest videos that I've ever seen, um. Please, please, Lord, uh, excuse me for being this person that I am, but I have to share the truth to everybody. <laughs> hey, start none won't be none. This guy with no arms called the black dude the N-word. Don't start none won't be none.
good. Dog, he got kicked in the hip. Oh, man. I must have died when I saw that. Let's show it again. Oh, my God. See, I don't feel bad at all. I don't care if you have no arms. <laughs> that cat whole back buckled. Um, I don't care if you have no arms, dog. Doing wrong and doing right. That's period. That's it. I, I don't care about your excuse. You being handicapped doesn't give you an excuse to go outside and go out of pocket. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Like, let's be real. I don't care. Don't start none, won't be none. Period. Point blank. Um, I got to ask you, though. <laughs> I got to ask you, man, we got this YouTube influencer parent, um, probably a lot of the TikTok parents out there. Um, a lot of the TikTok parents that out there, too. Um, who is it? Zeb uh, Dyer One said, I need to be knocked down a level, cuh. You couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight where I'm from, homeboy. Come over here with the cuz shit again. Come on over to my house. I'll give you the address. You old bitch make cats on TikTok. Boy, I swear to God, I'll beat you and your daddy's ass. How about that? Bring your daddy over too. You soft-ass pussies. These cats on TikTok, dog, they want to talk so much shit. It's unbelievable. But they're in my show. That's the cold part about it. That's what's funny. Oh, my goodness. I wish. I wish. Yeah, exactly, D. Jones. He called me, I bet you the dude is from Alabama somewhere and was watching NWA videos. <laughs> That's the cold part about it. Um, it is comical, these cats on TikTok, boy. I'm going to be real with you. God, dog. Unbelievable. Um, I, man, I'll give a cat the ad. You know how many cats I give the address to? Oh, I give cats the address all day long. I give cats the address to the house. They come through any time. The cat from South Dakota talking about cuh. <laughs> Boy, these wanksters, man. These TikTok videos have made you brave, bro. I'm going to be real. If I can see me in person, talk about, give me an autograph, coach. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, coach. Give me an autograph. Um, I got to get into this influencer on TikTok, all right? Um, this person on TikTok, this mother uh, has been kissing 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds. Um, look, look at the daughter over here in the green. The daughter... Takes, I think the daughter hits the mom or something, don't she? Yeah. The daughter pulls the mom off of the kid. Dog, you wonder what's going on with the kids? It's because of the mothers and the fathers or the lack thereof. What do you mean? You, dog, my dog's going to piss on my couch every day if I let him. 
Like, I don't understand the, 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 the whole rationale here. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Like, why don't people understand? Like, how don't you understand what's going on? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Like, it's not that hard. The parents are failing. It's really that simple. It's not hard at all. It's not really a hard concept to grasp. The parents are the single number one reason. (laughs) Dog, like, let's be honest. Somebody said, Leo Factor said, kids having kids is also a big problem. Dog, did you just skip over the the lack of parenting? Did you just skip what I just said? So you're telling me kids just have kids if they have a great upbringing with parents that explain that type of shit? Come on, homie, you're just missing over what I just said again. Bad parenting. What do you mean? It's been happening since the 80s. What do you mean? I grew up, shit, I'm a big, I had a daughter at a young age. Everyone I grew up with had a kid at a young age. By the way, my parenting stopped, dog, when I was 16. I was out on my own. My mom and dad divorced when I was young. I was on my own, split house. I had to learn from my own. Guess what? I didn't blame anybody. I get, you know what I did one day? I looked down and said, oh, shit, I got some hair on my nuts. I think I know the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> But now we're so quick to blame everybody else except for ourselves. No accountability. No accountability. We always want to talk about this guy and that guy and, oh, my God, coach. We feel sorry for Delonte West, coach. I don't. Motherfucker had millions of dollars. He clucked it off. Normal crackhead to me. (laughs) Motherfucker crackhead to me. That's normal crackhead vibes. I mean, I grew up with those motherfuckers. What do you mean? Why do you feel sorry for him? I grew up with the same cats. I was in the same boat. What do you mean? Why didn't I turn out that way? Oh, I wanted to be a leader, not a follower. Oh, I'm a little stronger minded than you. Oh, I didn't follow you on the at the stop sign and turn left. I actually made a right because I kind of wanted to be different. Remember, I was raised by the largest dope dealer in the United States history. Why didn't I go that route? Oh, because I found out I had hair on my nuts. I didn't blame nobody else. And when I did wrong, guess what? It's my fault. And that doesn't mean I apologize for it. That just tells you I admit to it. (laughs) I don't apologize for shit. That's who I am. Not what I say I am. That's who I am. We are who we are, not what we say we are. See, the cats on TikTok, they only say who they are. But in person... We'll see real quick who they are. That's the thing. They only say who they are because they're scared. They they live behind a keyboard. They live behind their phones. The same with everybody else. All the trolls, all the dick writers, all the BMKs, all the made-up humans. They say who they are. They're not who they are. That's not what they do. That's not really what they do. Go look what they do. Have you seen the teacher that's got the the Z-cup tits that's a made-up human? That's actually teaching our kids. I talked about it before on the show a few months ago. Do you know that he was caught in public as a regular man, took off the fake tits, 
was a regular man, got on a ferry. They caught him on camera because that's who he is, dog. He says who he is when he fakes himself, makes up his made up human. He wants to be a made up human for likes, retweets, clout. That's not who he is. We caught him who we caught who the guy is. He's a, a regular dude and he's using the clout chasing scenario that the TikTokers use and all these other cats use. Right. That is what it is. I'm not even looking at TikTok no more. Like, <laughs> these motherfuckers are so bitch-made. It's unbelievable. That's who they are. That's who they are. No accountability. No accountability at all. Um, and their parents are so soft that they've allowed this to happen. See, that's the problem. See, I'm only going after the parents now. I don't even go back to kids. The kid, I just get out of my way, little boy, little girl. I'm going to slap the shit out your daddy if I could find him. If I could find him. Um, that's the key. That's the reason why we have this issue. Uh, let me let me get into a little bit of uh Russell Westbrook. Watch your mouth. Take it like a man. Watch your mouth. 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 I'm confused as to why Russell Westbrook was behind the scenes in the back uh, with a dude sitting in a chair. Seems like some type of VIP box or something. Why is Russell Westbrook back there? Has anyone got the the backstory? Has anybody got the backstory as to why Russell Westbrook was in the back with a regular fan? I'm confused. Um and in the same thing as Draymond steps on Sabonis, how do you feel about the added extra drama that he did to the crowd, uh, yelling at the crowd? Do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Um, I was hoping for Malice in the Palace. I was hoping for Malice in the Palace Part Two. I'm like, screw it, all you fans. All you uh, Kings fans, all of a sudden, oh, man, I wanted to see Malice in the Palace part deuce. That's what I was waiting on. Let's see Malice in the Palace. (laughs) Uh, I love it, dog. I love the back-and-forth banter between player and heckling fan. I think it should exist. Why is Westbrook always trying to get a cat kicked out? He gives L.A. Compton, Gardena, Watts, everywhere that Russ grew up, bad name. Gives them a bad name. I don't know any real ones from Gardena and Compton who actually stick up for Russell, except for his circle that he pays. Let's just be real. Let's keep it funky. Cats that get paid are always going to defend that person paying them. All right? Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Um, no, he went to high school in our Hawthorne. He's from Gardena uh, via Compton. Let's just be honest. I coached his brother. I know his whole life story. Um, Kawhi as well. 
James Harden as well. Paul George as well. Moved out to Lancaster later on. Palmdale. I call him Palmdale P. Um, all grew up in Compton, by the way. All parents from Compton. Kawhi's daddy got shot in Compton. He's from Compton. Kawhi moved out to Riverside. Go read some, do some research. If you want to know real talk, I'll give it to you. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot to break down into this. Um, I love the back and forth. I do not like the Westbrooks, the Kyries, um, the Bookers having fans ejected, removed from stadiums. I think that shit is soft. I think that shit is unbelievably soft. And um, I, 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 I think that right there, what you just saw, should happen all the time. That's what I think should happen all the time. I think we should talk shit to visiting. I think you should. I think you should have back and forth banter between visiting fan bases. I'll be on Jason Whitlock's show today. Uh, Going to talk about the Jalen Hurts bag, the Lamar Jackson bag um that he doesn't have um yet and i'm gonna get into that here with steve kim i'm gonna get into it with jason whitlock later on today um pound that like button subscribe become a member if you're not one join our patreon as i have a lot of information going up there every day all you coaches out there all you coaches out there every single day I'm doing my Patreon breakdown on a little bit every day, and you can build your own book uh, for Coaching 101. We're talking Chalk Talk. Uh, episode 2 is today um, on Patreon for all the coaches out there. Become a member today. Um, E-40 got booted out of the uh, Sacramento Kings Arena Game 1. He claimed uh, racism. Look, you know, E-40. I love some E-40. E-40 is uh, one of my favorites. I don't know. Wasn't there. Can't comment when you can't comment on shit that you're not there for that you personally see. Now, if you see a cat do something on TV, you can respond and have your opinion. Um, but if certain situations like this, E-40 came out and said later, hey, uh, I like Sacramento. It's not too far from the crib. It's an hour, 15-minute drive. Came to support the Warriors, and they throw me out because I get into it with a fan. See, again, we're kicking out cats all the time. Like, if it's not, like, a major fight or a major life-threatening scenario, why can't we talk shit no more? Why is there no... Barbershop banter being allowed. I'm just confused. And then it's so quick to talk. Oh, it's racist. We're racist. It's racism. Like, that's the first thing we throw out there. No, it's barbershop banter. And you're not allowing it anymore. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You're not allowing it anymore. There's no more... Barbershop banter being allowed. So, 
I don't know, man. It's it's just it's it's just it's over and over disturbing. Like that is just what it is. I I gotta be real. That's just is what it is. And uh oh, man, unbelievable. Russell Wilson, let's talk some football. Russell Wilson came out and basically have been uh has been leaked that he was gonna be traded to the Eagles or the Commanders last year. Russell Wilson said that he was going to become either a commander or an eagle. But he said he only wanted to be traded to the Broncos, per Ian Rappaport. Ian said that at a point during the 22 combine, he believed the eagles or commanders would trade for him. Um, well, he's came down and screwed that whole situation up. There's a, uh, There's also... A video out there that I showed with Sean Salisbury of Adam Schefter basically saying that he's getting a lot of information that Sean Salisbury and I discussed two weeks ago that we said we would not be shocked if a quarterback went to the Panthers, pick one, probably Bryce Young, I'm thinking, and then you don't see another quarterback for four picks. I'm not going to be shocked. Sean Salisbury and I said that. Adam Schefter came out last night and said it. Dan Orlowski disagrees. Listen, um, being right up the street from both Bryce Young, seeing him grow up, seeing um, C.J. Stroud grow up, those guys played each other. Um, also with DJ, good friend of mine's little brother, and I mean little son and nephew, um, all of them right here in the same area having played each other, growing up with each other, getting to see those guys, plus Nico, the next big quarterback going to Tennessee, uh, who's I, who I played football with in college, his daddy. His daddy was my tight end, a good friend to this day. Great Uso right there. Uh, Nico's going to Tennessee. Already got a big bag, NIL money. Um, here's the thing. Quarterback, I mean, California is probably, you know, top two or three Land of the QB. All right, let's just be honest. Um, here's the thing about it. I wouldn't be shocked if number two Texans kept Davis Mills and built that roster up to help out because the quarterback play in the NFL is average, dog. I mean, it's just be honest. Quarterback play in the NFL is average, and we're getting these college kids who every day we think that there's some big next big thing coming out. They're not. They don't exist. The next big thing isn't in this draft. I'm just telling you straight out. The next big thing is not in this draft. It's not. It's not in this draft. So in two or three years when half these quarterbacks aren't even in the league and you're going to say, damn, JB called it again. But what do I know? I usually don't miss with these drafted quarterbacks. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't miss with RG3. I didn't miss with Vince Young. I didn't miss with Ryan Leaf. I didn't miss with RG3. I did not miss with Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. I've been calling this thing like I see it for a long time. I think Bryce Young is the closest thing to Drew Brees. I think he can sustain at his height and weight because we're in a soft NFL. We don't hit the QB anymore. The wide receivers don't get rerouted, and they're not scared to get banged over the middle anymore. 
So the quarterback position can thrive at 5'10", 200 pounds, all right? Jalen Hurts is 220 pounds with a big lower body, and he's not 6'3", 6'5". He's sustainable, but he's also becoming better from the pocket with his passing. So Bryce Young can be okay. Now, C.J. Stroud has all the intangibles, 6'5", 225, big-time arm, but the history says Ohio State quarterbacks have been garbage. The history says Ohio State QBs have been garbage. Now, do I buy into that? No, because every quarterback's different. C.J. Stroud wasn't there with with any of the former Ohio State quarterbacks. He has nothing to do with them. So I'm not buying in that Ohio State quarterbacks aren't any good. It is what it is. Alabama hasn't had the greatest either. I mean, Jalen Hurts left and goes to Oklahoma, but he's probably considered an Alabama quarterback. He's probably had the most success the fastest. Tua, we're still waiting to see. He's a he's a project in development. Mac Jones, kind of a stiff, average athletically. So we get to see him. Don't even get into all the A.J. McCarron, all these other guys that have been bust. USC, Carson Palmer, to me, has been the greatest quarterback that's came out of there. We've had a lot of bust. Leinert, Sanchez. You can argue Castles had the greatest career as a USC Trojan. Didn't even come out and start. Wasn't even a high draft pick. I think he has a Super Bowl under his ring. I think he's won a lot of football games in the NFL as a journeyman. You can argue Matt Castle has had a better career than Matt Leinert and Mark Sanchez, who were first-rounders. So, just throwing that out there. But um, Caleb Williams is garbage. Shut up. Caleb Williams is the next Kyler Murray. He's a flash in the pants. He's He's a product of the offense that's ran in college football today. Um. TikToker, shut up. You don't know shit. Shut up. Go play Madden. You don't know nothing. You want to come in and get on the board with me then, motherfucker. You want to come talk? Come talk to me in person. Get on the board. Let's see how you know the difference between cover two and quarters. (laughs) I love the cats that talk, man. Oh, he different. He won the Heisman. Yeah, so did Baker. So did Johnny Manziel. Shut up. So did Kyler Murray. Garbage. 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 Can you say overhyped? <laughs> overhyped? You like you would like Caleb Williams, homie. You would like Caleb Williams. Motherfucker would like Caleb Williams. You know why he like Caleb Williams? Because Caleb Williams paints his motherfucking fingernails, homie. That's why you like him, TikToker. You like dudes that paint their fingernails, huh? Soft ass. You motherfucker's so goddamn soft and blows my mind. Um, cheer Chris X in the house. Clap it up, man. That's my, that's my main uh, woman right there. She is a great human. She's not my woman. I don't want to throw her out there and embarrass her by any means. But she is a very, very influential lady in, uh, in uh, the, the profession. Uh, Lucy, you would love Cheer X. She is a cheer coach, by the way. Just throwing that out there, Lucy. Lucy's daughter is a cheer college cheerleader. 
uh, in Texas. So just getting you guys acquainted. Um, much love to everybody that comes in uh, in the show. I appreciate all you guys in the morning. There's almost 600 people in here this morning. Hit the like button, pound the like, subscribe, become a member. Um, oh, man, we got a lot to discuss still. Steve Kim will join me here in a minute. Matt McChesney will join me. Um, we're going to get into a bunch of things. Draymond Green, was he right? Was he wrong? Uh, we're going to get into that in a second. Um, but first of all, I got to get into this Lamar Jackson thing. I got to get into this Lamar Jackson thing. Um, here we go. All right. Side-by-side -side comparison of Jalen Hurts' deal with the Eagles and the Ravens offered to Lamar Jackson last September. All right, here we go. Total value, Jalen Hurts, $255 million. Lamar Jackson, $250 million. All you TikTokers, you want to see something that real? You want to see real talk? There you go. Let's see. Let's take a look. Full guaranteed money at signing. Jalen Hurts, $110. Lamar Jackson, $133 million. Total guaranteed. Jalen Hurts, 179. J Lamar Jackson, 200 million. I just want to be clear here. This is what Lamar Jackson turned down. Just so you know, Lamar Jackson turned that down because, again, let's just be honest. This is a dick measuring contest. Ego, E-G-O, we need to take the E off of it and just go. That is what we need to do nowadays. We don't do it. It is a dick measuring contest, dog. That is what we do now. It's a dick measuring contest because we have to be the highest paid. We have to drive the coldest whip. We got to have the tightest crib. We have to have the best watch. We have to have the baddest female. We got to have this and that. Dog, be careful what you ask for. You want to keep waiting around, Lamar Jackson? You're going to be a cat bitching and moaning, sucking your teeth without an agent who later in life is going to say, damn, I should have got an agent. Blood sticker in water, I know, but I should have got an agent. I mean, let's be honest, dog. You were chasing Deshaun Watson's contract. That blinded you. That blinded you. Let's just be honest. You were chasing Deshaun Watson's weirdo-ass contract, who is an outlier, an anomaly, should have never happened. But guess what? It did. Life happens, dog. Life happens. Man, Chris, I agree with you. Like, he's no, there's no way this cat can have anything. His mom, no offense, I, you know, his mom, there's no way that his mom could even be this uh, blinded by ignorance, right? Like, even a normal human born into this world and, and, and being a certain age has to know. All right, listen, 200 million, son, is a lot of green. We can make this work. <laughs> let's be real son listen i saw your wee wee when you was born boy and i'm gonna tell you right now it ain't as big as you think let's just take this 200 million and go with it 
And maybe in three years, we can sign a bigger deal if you go ball out. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I don't get it, dog. I don't understand. Shout out to all the Usos in the building. Clap it up. Shout out to all the slapdicks in the building. You is slapdick pretty much. Why you call me slapdick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. (laughs) Jalen Hurts signs a big bag. Um, $255 million. Lamar Jackson got to be pissed. Got to be pissed off at life. And Joe Burrow sitting back looking like this cat. Licking his lips like LL Cool J with some gloss on it. That is Joe Burrow. I mean, it's just be honest. That is what it is. Um, it is what it is. I got a new poll question, all right? I'm going to talk about the 10 top athletes of all time with Steve Kim. We had a good conversation the other day at the house. He came through. We watched some games. Um, I got I to gotta ask you guys. Um, and I want to ask Chris, Lucy, Bree, Liz, all the women in the chat. I got to ask you guys. Should and I and you could totally be biased and tell me, coach, hell yeah, they should be. I gotta ask you a question though, a real one. Serena, I actually got a was fortunate enough to walk Serena and Venus to Compton College in the mornings to play tennis as they grew up nine years old, eight years old. Um, walked them down Greenleaf in Compton, me and my boys. Um, it's in my book, true story. Anyway. I think Serena is one of the top 10 greatest females to ever walk. I think, I think Lisa Leslie's in there. Cheryl Miller's in there. I think, um, um, what's my girl's name from the Valley? God, I went to North Carolina, uh, track star, basketball hooper. What was her name? Beautiful too. God damn. Chris, you know her name? Um, I think Candace Parker, I think she is by far a top 10 female athlete of all time. Here's my question to you. Should she be taken out of the men's side and have women have their own top 10, men have their own top 10, or do you think she should be included in the top 10 with the men? We had this open, candid conversation and we had a heated debate. I want to know Marion Jones, Jerry Ports. There you go. Marion Jones. I think she is a top 10 women, uh, woman athlete as well. Um, but Simone Biles, you better take your ass somewhere. See, the mediocrity is the new excellence. She quit. She quit. <laughs> and we're putting her in a top 10. So Bree and Chris, great women in the chat, believe that women should have their own. See, I do too. Steve Kim and I both said it for this reason, though. We said it for this reason, though. Not to be sexist, biased, whatever. Listen, you know how I feel about men hitting a woman. I just don't believe it should belong. I think you should be castrated immediately if a man ever puts his hand on a woman. I don't care if the woman hits you 1,500 times. You should never put your hand on a woman, ever. I don't think it's fair biologically, mechanically, uh, genetically. It's not fair. Period. We were built different. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. 
Now, I love when a woman beats a man's ass of, uh, if you do it, Waffle House. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I love it. Mostly it's crackhead man that can't defend himself, but good, good, get it, get it. <laughs> but let's be honest. Genetically, it's not fair. Here's the reason. I think women should have their own category to have their own category. I think women will get slighted if they're mixed in with the men. They should have their own separate list because they are great in their perspective, in their, what do you call it, niche, in their genre, in their field, in their profession. They have to, we have to recognize women have are great in their own way. But let's just be honest, genetically speaking, we know that Serena, great as she is, she couldn't compete with Lindell. Sampras? I mean, that is why I think it is. Um, exactly, Chris. I agree. Um, but this top 10 list uh, is is unbelievable. Let's get to Steve Kim um, right out the gate. Steve, I'm going on Whitlock today. Um, uh, they called me this morning. I thought I was banned, but I guess I'm not. I'm back on. I'm just kidding. Um, hey, I just had an open dialogue with the chat. We got a, four lovely ladies in here. One of them's... Uh, a cheer coach. Another one has a son and daughter in college. Uh, one's a cheer cheerleader. One's a football player in college. Um, played with one of my one of my former players. They all agree women should have their own category. Where are you at with that? I I I, I tend to agree with that. I, I don't understand it. I mean, the bottom line is the athletic abilities or the capabilities, and then you take a look at just like the size, the mass. They're different athletes. They are different genetic beings, basically, within the same species. We're all human, but the difference between a male and a female athlete is a huge difference. If you look at the track and field times, you look at the strength records. I We have guys in boxing when they do, like, pound-for-pound pound lists, and they put, like, women in it. And I'm like, guys, you must hate these women. Yeah. Because the best woman boxer could not beat a six-round journeyman fighter that's men, that's a man that fights at lower weight classes. It's just a lot of virtue signaling. A lot of these guys are afraid to take the heat. I, I would just do a separate list. I think Serena Williams has actually admitted that the top 1,000 men could beat her. And she's probably the greatest female tennis player ever. And yeah. you just look at the overall strength and power of athletes. Look, no woman could play National Football League. None, not even a kicker. No, they couldn't, and it would actually be dangerous for them to do so. Um, in terms of basketball, I don't, I don't see a lot of them even getting a shot off against good college players. Maybe at the YMCA, maybe at the LA Fitness, and then when it came to boxing, I just it's the worst. It's the funniest thing because these guys think they're like doing something. To me, it destroys their credibility if you don't have enough honesty just to say it. And the other, the other thing about the whole athlete debate is. Are we talking about guys that can play various sports at a high level, or are we talking about the best athlete? Because a gymnast, with what they can do with their body in terms of um, size per pound and to be able to flip their body and to do these acrobatic things, I don't know if anyone's a pure better athlete than a gymnast, really. And then then you say, well, the greatest athlete ever is, is a decathlon uh, gold medalist. But then they may not be able to play baseball or football. See, so any list without like a Bo Jackson to me is incomplete. He is such a big, strong freak.
and he can play multiple sports at a world class level. So it depends on how do you actually define greatest athlete. Yeah, Cheer uh, Chris in the chat. She said the exact same thing. She said uh, she loves gymnastics and she coaches it. Um, some great athletes, but many can't play other sports as well. And and she said that, but she and, and what you just said on the flip side, gymnastic gymnast, I I think are uh, unbelievable. Well, they, you, they can do things athletically with their body, men and women that most people would not want to do. Like I wouldn't even try flipping on a trampoline. These people do it on like balance beams, and then they get on like the the, the double parallel bars and flipping their body. I'm like a pendulum. And then, you know, then they have the pommel horse where they run at a dead sprint and then catapult off. I'm like, that's that's amazing. And you look at the yeah, amount of strength that they have, like on the double rings, and they have to do like push-ups, acrobatic push-ups and pull-ups. And I'm like, that is amazing. But then if you ask them, all right, hit a baseball. And then here's the thing. I played baseball my whole life. And I'll, I will tell you that some of the best athletes in the world that were great prospects they never made it past double A because they could not hit breaking pitches. And John Cruck had one of the great lines ever. The old portly John Cruck. He once said, hey, uh, John, are you an athlete? And John says, no, I'm a baseball player. <laughs> you know, I, again, how do you define athlete? And are you going by pure athleticism? Because if, that's, if it's the latter, gymnasts and decathlons, they would be your top 50. They really would be along with Bo Jackson and Jim Thorpe and Dion. No doubt. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of greats that we left off. Carl Lewis. I mean, there's a lot of guys that should be in the top 10, in my opinion, that weren't on there. And and we have Michael Phelps on there. I know you. You we talked about it the other day. He has all these Olympic gold medals. He's unbelievable. I think Lance Armstrong deserves it, the credibility, too, then, if we're going to talk about – I mean, I know – you said he did weed, and I thought he did some PEDs or blood doping. I thought it was blood doping like Lance Armstrong well, did. They, they all might do it. I, I mean, the other thing is, and I hear, it used to kill me when uh, people, I mean, Whitlock have, have argued about this when for years people said Tiger Woods is the greatest athlete ever. I said, no, he's, a, he's the best golfer. He's not a better, he's not a better cardiovascularly uh, uh, capable athlete than a four-round fighter. You take your average four-round fighter, I guarantee you I think they're better athletes than most golfers. If, I'm a, I, if, I, if I offend anyone, you know what? Let's get a golfer and let's get a boxer and let's see who the better athlete is. Let's see who can run. Let's see who can do all. The, I'm just telling. I just I'm like Tiger Woods to me was the most overrated athlete. He's a great golfer. Okay. And then he was funny. He's the one guy that worked out in the beginning. So everyone made a big deal. I said, right. So he's your average NFL player or basketball player, or even baseball. He's not that. Uh, he's not that. I've been around him on a course. He, trust me. He's a. Now that he got older, just through age, he's gained weight. But he was a little frail, weak guy who had a hell of a club speed and is a freak of nature at hand-eye coordination, striking the ball. Um, Barry Bonds was also a freak of nature with hand-eye coordination. Uh, Barry Bonds was a good athlete. Obviously, we know how great he was swinging the bat. Um, there's a big difference hitting a baseball at 100 miles an hour than hitting a steady ball on a tee. Um, there's a big difference in athleticism with that. Um, just in oh, the floor, as far as that goes. in the late 80s, early 90s, they used to have the, uh, I think it was the athlete's foot or the footlocker slam dunk contest. And they had all these athletes from other sports. It'd be like Deion Sanders, Mike Conley. Uh, I think Bo Jackson was not involved, but I remember Michael Irvin, Ken Griffey. They would do a dunk contest. So all these other guys that didn't play basketball, 
that's where you saw like who are the really good all-around athletes. Dion could certainly play some basketball. Uh, Chris Carter, he was an All-American high school level guy. His brother actually played in the NBA. Winfield, Frank Thomas, I mean, had to be great. Well, Frank Thomas actually played football for one year at Auburn. So again, I think these lists are very difficult to compile because are we talking about guys that could play multiple sports at the world-class level or pure athleticism? Because those things are sometimes not the same thing. No, they're not. Um, they're not. I define it in a weird way. But um, let me ask you. Let me. I want to get into some boxing before I break down this Jalen Hurts and Lamar thing that I'm going to talk to Whitlock about later. But I, first, my poll question today, Steve, take a look at this video. Is that a push-up? No. No. Not a push-up, huh? I, I don't know what that is. That God. He's practicing to do something else. I'll let you kind of figure that out. Um, he's getting a lot of thrusts in. That is hey, not a push-up. to be up. When you do a push-up, your eyes are up so you can work the trap. You can work the deltoid. Get your eyes up and your neck up. Your, look, I, do, I don't really lift, like, free weights anymore. I, I do, like, the resistance bands, and I do have to do body weight uh, exercises. But your chest has to generally be about an Less than an inch off the ground. You don't want to touch. You want to hover real quickly and come back up. He did three thousand of those in sixty minutes. I okay. I, you, give, I, you give that credit though. Three thousand of those in well, sixty. That works something, but it is not a push up. Like when you have a bench press contest and those weightlifting contests, you have to put that weight on your chest, right? That bar has to come across, and you have to thrust. That wouldn't count. Look, you're working something. You're, you probably blew out his rotator cuff left and right. I, I would not call that a push-up, though. Gee. Hopefully the wind didn't blow down low and he got a hard on. Um, let me ask you. Um, so I want to get into this uh, Jalen Hurts deal. But before that, can I ask you this uh, right here? I sent this to you. Is this even real? You want to bet? Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. The whole let's person. do it. The whole person. You hear that? That's a bet. Yes, let's bet. You hear me on the live. Let's bet. So everything for sure. that you, so you I, I, I know I'm a, let, Let's go. Let's, let, let's make a contract. Let's sign it, both of us. Let's do it. Okay. And if you if don't. you really want it. Call him up. Call him up. Call him up. You sure? Ryan, are you sure? I don't speak twice for myself. Okay. You already know. Your boy ate it. Your boy ate it. Think you go. You, your boy ate it. Think you um. You gonna do something? I know. You gonna win? I, know. Yeah, I, I am gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would laugh my ass off if that Davis Cats loses to that little kid. That guy looks like a little boy, Steve. Um, is that uh, so? I talked to McKinney. He's a UFC fighter who's gonna come on the show. He said that that'll never happen no. because the the promo the pro the the promo people and the agents would never allow well, that to happen. I don't think the commission. I think they'd balk too. But remember when Brian Robinson from the uh, Washington Commanders wore that big cap? Yeah. Both fighters should come into the ring with that because, as the kids say, that's cap. They're not. <laughs> I, it's like this is another way of them trying to promote the event. By the way, I don't think any fighter should ever do it. You put in the work. You are risking your health. And let's say you lose by a terrible, controversial decision. I, I'm just against that type of stuff. 
Um, look, you you are a prize fighter. You get paid for your services and your time and your risk. Get paid. But that's another way of them trying to promote the event. And you're right. The agents and managers would balk at that as they should. And I think the commissions have a problem with fighters and their camps betting because, you know, there's there could be allegations of fight fixing or exploiting stuff like the over under. OK. And the other thing is um, it could impact the way you fight strategically or maybe you don't stop a fight because you say, yeah, I got a lot of money on this and then you might get hurt even worse. There's so many uh, ramifications of that. But no, I don't think in any way that they actually wagered their whole purse. None. I, 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 I think it's less than a zero chance. Yeah, I agree. I don't see how it can happen. I, I just think it'd be bad for the sport uh, because now you're setting a precedent um, for those things that come down the pipe here. Um, uh, I know you don't care about basketball. Golden State's down 0-2, and all of a sudden California is riddled with Sacramento Kings fans. Uh, it, it blows my mind on how fast we are, but I got to get to this play. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I, you've seen it now, but this Draymond Green play, um, I, I I kind of agree on this one, Steve, with Draymond. Um, I think Sabonis flopped. And from the very beginning, I think Sabonis flopped, and the flop is what caused Green to be held it has to go somewhere. I kind of agree. This is a flop by Sabonis. Look at that. Um, here's my take. Uh, that right there, though. Nope, didn't have to do that. I, I don't know, Steve. Where where could he have gone? Well, look, that look. I get it. There was going to be contact. Draymond is very good at this. He is very good at exploiting situations, and I don't disagree with you about what Sabonis did. But then I think. Draymond used that occasion to just stomp him. So, I look, I actually like the fact Draymond was, like, egging on the crowd. I think the series is still far from over. Until uh, a home team loses one of these seven-game series, it really does. I love that. You know why? At least he's not trying to get anyone thrown out like a big crybaby like most of these hey, guys. I know. said the same thing uh, to start this show off. I actually love that. Um, what do you think about the Westbrook thing? You know, with Westbrook, he's going to run into the wrong one. You say he's going to run into the wrong one? Yeah, he's he's going to run, run into the wrong guy that does not care about basketball, was probably there invited, doesn't care if he's ever banned, probably never wants to go to an NBA game. And if you ever want to laugh, um, again, I've, I've said this for Whitlock, I've been at wild card where these guys try to hit the heavy back. It's funny. It's funny. They they actually don't know even know how to ball up their fist. I know. I, trust me, I've been there. They, they can't even hit the heavy bag correctly. They don't even know how to turn over their punches. Um, I've always said athletes are the most intimidating beings. Most of them, at least in a boxing match where you have to really square up, you throw one punch at them, I think they fall apart. They, they are so used to intimidating people or being held back. Westbrook is one of these guys, unless he's been trained, and some of these guys do train, but someone's going to challenge him because they're not going to care I don't know. I look, here's the problem I have why I would never go to an NBA game, even for free, because my time is valuable. Number one, you don't know if these guys are going to play. And then number two, the guys that play, if you say the wrong thing, they might try to get you thrown out. I think it's a toxic league. Yeah, Adam Silver has made it that way. Um, 
it's almost like a non-starter when they say, Steve, can you watch this basketball game? I won't. When I was at your house, I wasn't going to watch. I had better things to do. I, I had two basketball games on, and Steve, all Steve did was eat ribs and talk shit and watch uh, XFL. No, and I watch watched YouTube. Highlights. I watched Ray Lewis highlights, and wow, what a pleasure. I just want to say to Ray, it is a pleasure to watch you even now as the greatest middle linebacker. Ray, if you're out there watching, it is my honor and my pleasure to have watched you since 1993 as a 195-pound freshman playing behind Warren Sapp and alongside Rohan Marley in court. What a, you know, Ray, thank you for being you. Then I watched Ed Reed. And Ed, I want to thank you because I've watched you since 1998 as the greatest free safety. The other thing, boring as shit. And that's the playoffs. And as Jim Moore would say, playoffs? Playoffs? You can't, yeah, it's boring. I, I don't care. Don't care. Hey, cheer Chris in the chat said uh, Westbrook's act like he didn't go to Lusinger. No shit. He really is. And he's a disgrace to everybody from Compton, Hawthorne, and Gardena. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, all right. Top 10 athletes. We saw this list. We talked about this list. Um, who would be your number one greatest athlete of all time? If you had to choose an athlete, how do you define how do you define athlete, Steve? I mean, do you define it as a like a Michael Jordan? We understand he's a great athlete, but I don't know if he wasn't a great baseball player. He batted two hundred. Um, we could see we could sit up here and argue. Dion was a much better athlete. I think we agree. Bo Jackson, uh, a lot of these guys. But do you put him as the best athlete because of what he did in his singular sport? Or are we talking the word athlete by definition means you can do multiple things good or better than good? I don't know if Jordan considers himself the greatest athlete of all time. Well, Jordan is the greatest individual player I've seen in a sport that we care about. Over Jerry Rice. Yes. And that's a cold Because Jerry Rice is the best pure football player at his position that I've seen. Um. But you're right. How do you compare him to Dion or Bo Jackson? Or even Tony Gwynn? Let's give let's give my guy, God rest his soul, to Mr. Padre. The guy is one of the greatest hitters ever. People forget he actually won gold gloves. There were seasons where he hit over uh, 370, and he stole over 50 bases in a season. And people forget about this. When he left San Diego State, and I think he's still in the record books, he's the all-time assist leader. As a guard, he had the long jerry curl, didn't have the gut at that point. He could distribute the ball a little bit. Kind of looked like a left-handed John Bagley. So so that's a multiple sport. Dave Winfield was drafted in three sports. And Dave Winfield, for a guy that was, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he could hit the baseball. Probably could have been a good tight end. He was a really good pitcher at the University of Minnesota, and he could play basketball. So, I mean, again, do you go by pure athleticism? Because if that's the case, that would mean – the former Bruce Jenner, uh, Daly Thompson, Dan and Dave from the Reebok commercial. Um, Carl Lewis has to be in any top 10 as far as I'm concerned, though. The guy was in that, in an explosion sport. He was good for about four and a half to five Olympic cycles. That's amazing to me. So I agree. I, I think any list without Carl Lewis is not a real list. Me either. I agree. We both said that. Um uh... Also, Jerry Ports, I was at the house the other day. He's in the chat right now. Um, he 
He also mentioned, um, uh, damn, I was, I'm, I'm running a blank. Um, God damn it. The Olympian. Um, oh, Jerry just said it. I just lost his name. Um, who's a great Olympian that stood up on the podium? Um, God damn. Ah, I can't think of his name. Why am I not thinking of his name? Um, Jerry will say it. Jesse Owens. Yeah, I mean, Jesse Owens, multidimensional athlete. You know, and, and in, in terms of playing other sports back then with the color lines that were drawn, probably didn't have the opportunities. But look at Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson played Major League Baseball and probably could have played in the National Football League. He was very good at UCLA as a football player. And he ran track. He had great legs. Pasadena Junior College. Yeah, Pasadena Muir, too. So I think he has to be given credit. So, I, again, Michael Jordan is probably the most iconic athlete of the last 50 to 75 years. Um, and, again, I would separate the list from men to women. It is not a knock on women. It's just different. It is. And Marion Jones, look, she played basketball at Carolina, could do various things in track and field. She, I don't care how she did it. She was probably a level playing field. Let's be honest about it. She would be in my top 10 in terms of all-time female athletes. Uh, I, I, I mentioned that a minute ago. We were just talking about Marion Jones. Uh, I said Marion Jones, Serena, um, Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Miller, uh, Candace Parker. I think they all should be in the top 10 female athletes of all time. Uh, Marion Jones is unbelievable. One of the, uh, one of the uh, sisters, the Joyner sisters. Jackie Joyner Kersey. Jackie Kersey. I, I would certainly put her in there. So, you know. Um, but again, are you defining by the ability to play multi-sports or pure athleticism? See, people don't, you know, people don't ever really differentiate between the two because I, I think there is a huge difference. All right, let's get into something. Um, Jeff Samarja, we actually mentioned Jeff Samarja the other day. Um, at our house with yeah. Dave and Jeff uh, and, and Jerry. Uh, let me ask you something. We mentioned this the other day. I know you're disgusted by it. I think we took we talked about it just because the woke wants to mention it, and I, I hated to see Shaq go this way because Barkley would never. Shaq said that uh, this female basketball player for LSU is a top uh, the top athlete ever to walk out of LSU. I thought it was a slap in the face of not only Shaquille O'Neal himself, but Stanley Roberts. And look at all the greats that have come out of there. I'm not going to ever mention Ben Simmons, by the way. But where does, like, she's not even in the in the galaxy of well, greats. Well, here's the thing. I will say this. At least Angela Reese will shoot the ball. Ben Simmons won't. Again, we, you got to separate the two. But I think there's actually been better female LSU athletes. I know. The can be honest. I, I said this on Whitlock show. Um, Pistol Pete Maravich, Chris Jackson, Joe Burrow, Beckham. You know what? Wendell Davis, Eric Hill, baseball players like Warren Morris, Albert Bell. All of them I'm are great them. ghost. I guess, it's just, yeah, exactly. They also had a Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Billy Cannon, I believe, went to LSU. They made a movie about him. As far as I'm concerned, this is Shaq trying to pander. He's now the big panderer. And he wants to be, and he actually, oh, hear what I said? Hear, yes, Pat, you get your pats on your head. Good grief. It's sad that it's now come down to this. It's like I see this in boxing all the time. And when, you know, we talk about 
best boxers, people always make it a point. Oh, and I want to include three women. And I'm like, why? Why? I, I You don't have to. You, what, are you going to get a Scooby snack for it? Good grief. But anyway, um, Angela Reese is a very good basketball player. I Whatever, for whatever. I'm not going to watch a game. But you really think that she had the impact of a Joe Burrow in 2019? Do you think that most LSU fans care about her as much as Kevin Falk? Seriously. We have to be honest about this stuff. Probably not. Or Glenn Dorsey. <laughs> right? I mean, even Jamar. Right, you know what? I'll put her above Jamarcus Russell. She's in better shape, and I'd rather look at her than Jamarcus Russell. There. I gave Did her a big baby Davis go there? Glenn Davis. Yeah, they went to the 2006 Final Four. I think they lost to UCLA that year in the semifinals. Honey Badger, CC Tabatia. The Honey Badger, Ty Tyron Matthew, would be above her. All right, let's transition to football while I got you. Lamar Jackson has got to be pissed off that Jalen Hurts signed this $255 million thing. Uh, Steve, I said that uh, this is Joe Burrow waiting in the – this is Joe Burrow. He's like, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. Um, I wanted to bring this up to you. I'm going to talk about to Whitlock. This is the side-by-side -side comparison – of Jalen Hurts' contract to what was offered to Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson looks pretty good to me. Well, uh, Coach, this is a great day for Lamar. Now he could use that as a template. Look, again, if you're looking for every single dime to be guaranteed, that's probably off the table. But if you cannot accept that or something in that range, at that point, it's on Lamar and his mother. There should be no violins played for them at that point it's really that simple i i don't understand so let me ask you this is only going to continue to get higher and higher sean salisbury and i did a show last night we were talking about it's only going to continue to grow uh as far as this money in this market place sean brought up a, a, a scenario i don't know if you mentioned this before or not do you think that either do you think it should a or do you think it ever will happen b that the nfl separates the quarterback salary cap and has it on its own I don't, I don't think the players' union will allow it. I, I'm not so sure the agents would be for it. I'm pretty – back. I know they're not. I don't see how. I think you just have to tell teams you better be disciplined and understand your quarterback. See, the reason why it's hard to call the Hurts deal exorbitant is that, Coach, within three years, that deal, I'm not going to say it's the middle of the road, but it will be surpassed very soon. That's By, by Herbert, by Allen, by Burrow. It's going to be surpassed by right. all. And then once it goes to those guys, then the NFL will be a racist again. It's not now, but then when those guys get the deal, and then when the black quarterbacks get their turn again, then it'll be okay. This is a sad day, I said to Whitlock, for all the race peddlers on ESPN, because they can't cry that there's a different system. If you can play quarterback at a just a pretty good level, you're going to get paid. Now, I don't know the impact of what it's going to have on the salary cap and the ability for the Eagles to keep that offensive line, which is so centrally key to what, every, what, what happens with that Eagles offense. But I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts' job. Everyone's out for themselves. Uh, everyone's an individual. They, they don't throw you a, a retirement party in this gig when you retire, so you better get every dime you can. But he earned the money. He played hard. He's a good soldier. He's very good. He's, he's the type of guy that you could trust with the franchise. You can give the keys to that guy and say, you know what? You're not going to crash this. 
But if you're Lamar Jackson, I actually think it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it does raise the bar for you short of getting every dollar guaranteed. Here's the thing I got I, I to gotta mention, though. Um, Sean and I both kind of agree to, this, to the flip coin of what you just said. We actually think agents would push for that to happen, and players would love that to happen in the CBA because they're going to get more money now if it's a separate cap. And yeah, then, we know you're going to get your dollars, Steve. You know that these D linemen are never going to get the quarterback dollar. But, Coach, you're right, but let's look at this. What were we saying as we were gathering at your place on Sunday when we're watching, the, we're trying to watch the XFL game? We're like, Jesus, it's unwatchable. And we said, why? A quarterback play. So they're kind of, we can't have it both ways. We, we, I've, you know, it's funny. We all bitch and moan about the protection of the quarterbacks and the game is soft. You're not allowed to hit them. You should put a dress on them. And the minute we watch a game where there's like a starter or two missing, we all say to ourselves, God, they got to protect these quarterbacks. This game's unwatchable without them. So they play such an integral role in not only the game, but the entertainment value for the public. And this is what games are. They are television programming. They are shows. So when you take the leading actors out of it, that show's not as good. No, it's not. But, you know, the thing is, back in the day, it was a, a – it was a reward to knock a Troy Aikman out of the game. It was a, it was a, I still would. You should have been awarded. Like you should, but you know what? I still would though. And let's say you you deliver a key hit that it 20 years ago would not have been a penalty, but you, you, but you kind of damage a guy, but you get flagged. If I'm the coach, I say, you know what? Not only am I not mad, there's going to be a flat screen TV for you waiting in the meeting room. Because you don't think that went on with George Allen and those coaches? They used to have that. That's been on. That's on tape. I mean, I wouldn't call it a bounty. I'd call it internal incentives. So there's a way to work. Or you could, you know, as Al Davis once said, the quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Hey, but here's the thing about it, though. Also, on the flip side, we had pride as the quarterback getting those shots, taking those shots, bouncing up talking shit back and saying, you're not knocking me out this game. I love to have scars under my chin and throw Phil Sims ain't walking through that door. And the other thing is those guys were conditioned to take hits. They were expected to take hits. They probably took hits since high school. You're asking players that are now in a protective bubble, basically, to all of a sudden be tough. It doesn't work that way. If you're not made to be tough in high school, then college, and then going into the NFL – Suddenly, at age 25, they're going to say, you're going to take the hardest hits in the world, and you're not going to be – they can't handle it. It's, it's not – you have to condition yourself to be tough. Matt calls it callous. Our quarterbacks know, nowadays are not as callous as they were during the days of Phil Sims. It's just, it's just not even allowed. There's no hostelers walking through the door either, or Young, or Aikman, who took 18 concussions and still finished the game, and we never know about. Like, that's what it was back then. I mean, but we love the challenge of getting hit and coming back and throwing a touchdown. We don't see that no more. Well, We're look, half down. We have 39 quarterbacks threw a ball last year, Steve, in the NFL. You, you bring up Jeff Hostetler. This guy was the third-string quarterback behind Sims and Rutledge. And he was so eager to get on the field, he told Parcells, look, I'll play wide receiver. And he was basically the fifth wide receiver when they had to go to those, like, kind of those big Ben sets. 
He also played special teams. He actually blocked the punt in a game. I've seen footage. So he has to be the only starting quarterback in a Super Bowl that ever blocked a punt in a game. That's what type of athlete these guys would not have the wherewithal. They would not be. Look, Joe Theismann, when he first got to the Redskins, was stuck behind, I think, Kelmer and Jurgensen. He was so eager to get out there. He returned punts. Could you imagine any quarterback nowadays being allowed to return punts in a game? Coach would be fired. You would be fired. And remember, the last real great college player, Steve, to play on special teams was a was a non-negotiable by Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. And Adrian Peterson ran down on kickoff for two years straight. And people thought he was crazy. He's like, no, we put our best players on special teams. Can you imagine a guy getting an NIL bag now having to run down on kickoff as the number one recruited running back in America? Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time that Andre Johnson, who everyone knew was going to be this great receiver at Miami, coach, he played as a gunner on the kickoff return team. He didn't just return kicks. He actually tackled guys, and he was good at it because he was so damn big. Nowadays, you ask a five-star receiver, hey, your first role, uh, you're going to run down on punts and kickoff. These guys would be like transfer portal. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> now I'm going to call Lincoln Riley. He won't have any. He won't do any of that stuff with me, and I'll catch seven of these passes. Did you get a chance to see Arch Manning yesterday? Oh, he's terrible. Look, I've known about that. Look, I know people in the college football recruiting world. They cover these kids. I think they know football. And they're very fair. The word was, and I, and I know some of these guys personally, they said, Steve, if his name was Arch Smith or Arch Johnson, he'd be a top 150, 200 player. But in no way in the world was he really a five-star and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that people were saying that he was going to challenge Quinn Ewers. I said, you're out of your mind. Quinn Ewers, if he has his mind right and his focus, Quinn Ewers should be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Okay? And, and maybe he needed that type of motivation. But Arch Manning, if you're fair about this, needs to redshirt and then sit out another year or two. He is not ready to play early at all. He played in a league with a bunch of white and Asian kids. You know what I mean? The competition was not exactly Long Beach, Pauly, and modern day in Miami Northwestern. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah, no question. Um, all right, I got to get into uh, a, a, a JB's top 10. I got to get into it with you. Um, I got a very interesting one I came up with. I want Steve Kim's top 10 backup quarterbacks of all time. Mm. Backup mm. quarterback. I know who my number one is. Who's Let's your number up. one? Who's Earl, your number one? Earl Morrill. I got him on my list. The guy led the the guy said he played most of the year the 17-0 Dolphins, and he made a living as a backup. And he set the template of you want a steady gray beard that understands he's kind of limited, but it can run the offense. He's not going to hurt you, and he'll give the job back. Because remember, Greasy finished that season. He played 21 years. Yes, and he was also a good starter for a good bit, too. Led the Colts to a Super Bowl when they lost Super Bowl three. He started 35% of his games in 21 years. Um, so he, 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 that would be your number one, though. 
Yes, based on the, what he did. Long. Where, I, let me just go down the list here. Um, I got I, I got some interesting ones. Um, I know James Harris has to be in this thing, right? Shaq, ah, I never thought of, I always thought of him as kind of like this inconsistent starter with a huge arm, Shaq Harris. But I don't remember him being a particularly great backup. I know he was a backup a lot, but I, I always thought of him as kind of a pioneer, one of the first uh, bona fide black starting quarterbacks in the National Football Grambling League. Product. Grambling product. Grambling. He had a big arm, too, Shaq. Yeah, big arm. I think he got in the league in 70. Or what did he, he let, when did he leave? 72 or something? Yeah, he played throughout most of the 70s with the Rams. Started off with the Bills, right? I think, too. Yeah. It was with I the Bills, Chuck too. Knox, yeah, Chuck Knox got him. Um, I got some interesting ones. Doug Flutie has to be in this because he came in as a backup, correct? He, well, I mean, look, he came in. I remember with the Bears. Look, he actually did start a lot in today's game, believe it or not, with the spread up tempo. If a team wanted to do that, he actually would not necessarily be the prototype because of his size, but there wouldn't be this much of a doubt. Like they would just say, run around, make stuff happen, and be quick, and let's go up tempo. I think more teams would be willing to start him today than they were back in those eras. But, I, yeah, if you want to call him a backup, he was a great change of pace guy. I want to give a, a, the, the the novice fan out here some some history lessons also. I, I would have Gary Danielson in my top ten. He stuck around. He understood his role. Um, and part of being a backup is being another set of eyes that it, that is not trying to start all the time and understands my job is to help the starting quarterback. And I guess Danielson did that. He played in the World League, remember? He started off in the short-lived World League, and then he played 15 years in the NFL. Now, listen, he only threw 81 touchdowns in 15 years, and he threw 78 picks. So uh, that's what he was. He was a backup, but he was a backup for 15 years, and, and I think he finished as Bernie Kosar's backup. Yeah, in Cleveland. Uh, all right, um, Chase Daniel, would you put him in the mix? Yeah, made a lot of money. Made great money having a ball cap on his head and a clipboard in his hand. That's the perfect job. You get you Sean get the walk. An interesting one. We talked off the record. Uh, Warren Moon backup, Cody Carlson. Yeah, out of Baylor. I didn't. You know what? They tried to start him after he left, and it didn't work out. Then Bucky Richardson, and then uh, Cody Carlson. I I don't know. I think there's other better backups. He Cody. was 10 and 4. Yeah, I mean, Cody, I remember him at, at Baylor. I remember. I got an interesting one. Bubby Brister. Yeah, especially at Denver. He actually started in Pittsburgh, led them to a, a kind of a playoff run in 89. And then with Denver, he was perfect because he's at the stage of his life. He's like, you know what? I don't need to play all the time. But if the Broncos need me for a game or three while Elway is out, he played that role perfectly. Big arm, Bubby. Tough guy, too. I got Derek Anderson in there, too. Derek is solid out of Oregon State. Um, kind of a middle-of-the-road starter at best, but he, he was a pretty smart guy with a really live arm. I'd have to have Ryan Fitzpatrick, journeyman, been around. Yeah. He's played a lot of games. He might be in the Mount Rushmore. He's good enough to be a placeholder or a bridge starter till you get your franchise or more your established guy. But anyone that could last as long as he did, it shows you two things. He's a good team guy. Coaches like him, and he was competent. I like Matt Moore as well. Matt Moore did a lot. Had a lot of good. Yeah.
but here we go. My here's my last final guys. I have to have Charlie Batch in my Mount yeah. Rushmore. Um, I have to have Charlie Batch in there. Um, he, he belongs in my opinion. Um, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can be in there just quite yet, but I have to have uh, Charlie Batch. I have to have uh, a lot of people don't realize this. Todd Collins was a great backup um, for a long time. He did a lot of things, but Jeff Hostetler and Frank Reich have to be number one and two for I me. Say more Frank Reich. Jeff Hostetler ended up becoming a starter. He was just kind of relegated. Hostetler, you know, Hostetler did not throw a pass or a complete a pass to like his fifth NFL year. That that and he basically told um, Parcells before the Sims injury in '90, I'm out. After this year, he told his wife, I'm out. I'm just going to run an insurance business or some sort of financial planning thing, and I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to go to the real world. And Sims got injured, and it, and then he ended up making a Pro Bowl with the Raiders. I think you're missing a guy that was a quintessential backup, Don Strock. Don Strock was a great backup. And he was in that class. I was just going to mention that Bradshaw's backup. Um, but what about the cat that was that never played that could have won? Bradshaw said he would have probably won every Super Bowl. He would have won Joe more. Gilliam. Jersey, Jersey, Jersey Street. Joe Gilliam. Joe Gilliam. He's a starter that had that ended up having a, a, a drug issue. I don't really consider him a backup. I'm talking about a backup as a guy that that played when he had to and stuck around. Um. I'm just telling yeah, you, Don Strzok, Don Strzok came into that classic game. The Dolphins were losing 24 nothing in like three minutes against the Chargers, and I think it was the 81 or 82 playoffs, and he led them back because he had that veteran savvy. And he was great on a pinch because he could run the offense, but he also knew, like, you know what, I can hang out here. I'm good. Uh, so I think Strzok has to be in that top 10. And how about, how about uh, somebody I forgot? How about Brian Hoyer or Sean Hill? Hoyer, I would certainly consider Hoyer. Hoyer was a guy that I know that Tom Brady trusted. And look, when you when you are a backup, you have to be able to be another coach on the field, and you have to give – like, look, Steve Young, to me, was never a backup, but he backed up Joe Montana. So, I mean, again, I would never – I just consider him a very talented guy, stuck behind maybe one of the all-time greats who then became an all-time great. So – Again, certain backups aren't really backups. I mean, I know, and, and that's like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and we could talk about Brady and Bledsoe, um, but those guys, you know, were probably going to start. Now, here's the guy that I don't think would have played out of all those guys, and I know you're getting out of here. If, there, if there's a guy that I don't think would have ever saw the football field who ended up being a Hall of Famer, it is Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner would not have been traded for if Trent Green don't get hurt, Kurt Warner was not athletic enough and gifted enough with the arm to for people to be saying, oh, man, Rams have this backup over here. No, the Green Bay Packers cut him for a reason. Uh, the Rams cut him for a reason. They, they, they brought him back. March, you know, March pressed him hard, and Trent Green goes down. This guy just had that it factor. He don't, get dra he don't play anywhere else, and he's probably a nobody if Trent Green don't get hurt. Yeah, maybe. But you know what's funny? If you go back to that season from the very first game, they did not go conservative. They went four or five wide, let everyone out. They didn't – I remember when he got injured, Rodney Harrison ran into the knee of uh, Trent Green. And I think it was like the third preseason game. And Dick Vermeil, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, Dick, don't do this now. I'm just going to say, 
we will play good football. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're a dick. Good grief. Whatever. But he knew. He knew he had Kurt Warren. Like, they, he must have, like, look, you watch practices. You know what you have, coach, and scout team with a guy like, hey, that guy might be able to play. He must have shown something throughout the mini camp and that fall camp to say, you know what? We don't know if he's Trent Green, but he's pretty good because coming out of the gate, if you look at his box scores the first five weeks, he was on a historic pace. Every I mean, game, that I is the that. greatest show on turf, though. But you still got to deliver the ball, and you know what the more – no, and no question. There's and no with smart offense, you got to have some guts because it's basically we're sending everybody out, and you got to tear down the barrel of a gun and make some throws downfield. So, no I, I think Mike March's system, knowing Mike, knowing what he runs, um, it's it's very complex. It's the most complex offense in the NFL at the time, for sure. Probably still is. Um, and for Warner to go in there and grasp it, I think, is what earned Mike March respect. And then he knew that he had all of these weapons out here. Oh, that's great. And you know, deep. Hey, guess what, Steve? I got Marshall Falk to check it down, too. Right, and that's always a great safety net. But Kurt Warner had great anticipation. He, know, he knew how to throw guys open, great pass placement, but he never threw the ball late. In, in that early year in 99. strength. He had to. Yeah, and so I think I remember the first game they played was against, I think, the Ravens. He had – I remember the first four games, I think he had four touchdowns at least. Yeah, and it was the Ravens his first game. And, and he never let up. He never – I remember even in the hey, game – Ray Lewis picked him off in the red zone. And took it 70 yards because it was only he could yeah, with that. that was it because he stiff as a porn dick and he got caught. Yeah. Get out of here. So a crowbar stiff. Try to get hit in the face with that, by the way. And But I remember even in the game that they lost, one of the games that they lost was to the Tennessee Titans. They were down 20 to nothing. Kurt Warner showed something that game because they took the lead late. I remember they threw a swing pass out to Marshall who made this move up field. And, he, and But I remember thinking that, that Warner's got something. It's not a fluke. Even in the losses, he showed a lot. But so, again, Kurt Warner, I don't really consider him a backup. He was a backup, ended up becoming an NFL Hall of Famer. And Trent Green's not. That's how crazy that is. That's how crazy that is. Um, all right, Thursday we'll talk about the fight that's coming up. My kid fights Thursday as well. Uh, for the people in the chat asking, he don't fight till Thursday, so I'll watch my kid fight. But the fight Saturday is uh, Davis and uh, this little boy. He just reminds me of a little kid. I don't. I know you said the whole time that he's going to get killed. Um, I, I I would love to see this thing. I got to break it down. We'll break it down Thursday. Uh, I'll be on Whitlock. You on Whitlock today? I think I am. Uh, whatever you do, I'm going to – by the way, I got a call this morning from him that stated, since you so eloquently stated over the weekend why you ate my great, great ribs and pulled pork sandwiches um, – that I said that Ray Lewis is overrated, so now I'm gonna have to go out and get hung I'll up on you. I hang up on you. I'm gonna, and now you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna warrant it. Jeez. He's as stiff as a porn the dick. Hell did I start? Uh, the hell did I start? Jesus. <laughs> you know who the the best Mike is, but we're not gonna go there. Um, how about this guy? Oh, O Dog. Jesus. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I'm not even going to get into that one. Hey, man, I appreciate you, uh, Thursday. I'll see you again. Uh, much love for coming on. Uh, enjoy the week. Go do some real push-ups today, will you? I will. Talk to you later. Later. Um, Steve Kim, everybody, clap it up. Um, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. I'll be on Patreon later on today. I'll be doing a breakdown, a coaching breakdown again. Um, we'll we'll get to the offensive side of the football today. I'll switch every day, uh, five days a week for that content. Plus, Sean Salisbury and I are back live today, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern for Last Chance Q. We'll be breaking down the next four teams in the draft, showing a little film. Uh, giving you our barbershop banter, of course. And then uh, and then I'll be back again on Whitlock today. So check that out today later on at 4 o'clock. Uh, appreciate you, Joe Accord, uh, dropping a super chat. I'm going to do some super chat. Matt couldn't join me today. Uh, Matt's hit and miss because he is a one-man band as well, running a sh- – running a uh, training session with his kids. And if he misses an employee, he has to do it all. So, um, so Matt will get on when he can. Um, and, uh, man, much love. Hey, give me, uh, let's get 300 likes in here. At least 500 likes. We should have There's fucking 520 people in here. Uh, much love to everybody. And I will see you later on on Patreon. I'll see you later on live tonight, three 30 Pacific. Come on in. And, uh, don't forget, I do my daily rant, 10 a.m. Pacific, every day. I will have my daily rant today. Stay tuned for that in about two hours right here live on YouTube. Smash the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'll see you guys later on throughout the day as I keep throwing out all the best content out there on the Internet. Pound the like, retweet it, reshare it, do all those things. Much love. And listen, the human, the male, and the female T-shirts are and hoodies are on the CoachJBStore.com. Go grab you one. Go cop you one. And uh, much love. Peace.